Rogers scrambles He's left, winds up, runs the ball. He's got time at the 10 to the 5. Yes. To the end zone. Touchdown. And a dagger. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Gone for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. Heyo, Packer fans, welcome to the Packers Trilogy podcast presented by the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy, the podcast for diehard Packer fans by diehard Packer fans. I am your host, Trevor. You can find me on Twitter at Bender underscore Trevor, and I am joined today with Tyler. He's actually sitting next to me today, not through a computer screen. Um, You can find Tyler on Twitter at Tyler Girth. And Scott is MIA. Um, We haven't heard from him in a while. Um, So we don't know what's going on with him. But you can find him on Twitter at Vanilla7Gorilla. And as always, you can find the podcast on Twitter at Trilogy underscore pod, where we're posting all of our content, including this podcast, the Bucks and the Brewers Trilogy podcast as well. Today, we are recapping the... Packers Giants game that just finished. Um, obviously, the Packers get the win 31 to 13. But before we get into our talking points of the game, Tyler, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Um, kind of going back to Thanksgiving. I missed the preview pod due to travels and whatnot, but had a good holiday. I think I'm still in a post Thanksgiving coma. I've spent most of the weekend sleeping and barely keeping my eyes open. But <laughs> today's game, I don't know, it was it was a good win. The the final score looks like a blowout, but I'm not too convinced that it, it really was and the score was a lot close or the score is wasn't as close as the game felt while watching it anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think I would agree with you. And we are currently watching the Chiefs Raiders game right now, and Trevor Davis just fumbled a kickoff return, so we're not missing anything, Packer fans. <laughs> um, so let's just get into the game. Like Tyler said, it kind of seems like a blowout the way the score ended up, but through three quarters it really wasn't, and then the Packers put up 14 in the fourth quarter to make it – not close. Um, so Tyler, why don't you start off with kind of your biggest takeaway from the game or what you were looking at during the game? Sure. The initial reaction from Packer fans is obviously like, oh, you know, we didn't we didn't fix anything or this team still has lots of issues, especially coming off the disappointing loss of the 49ers, despite the big margin of victory today. So I'll get to that a little bit later. I kind of want to start with the positives from today. Start off on a good note. I mean, the defense had a few interceptions, three of them, one from King, one from Darnell Savage, and one from Tremont Williams. I think that Tremont Williams was the only real impressive interceptions. The rest were kind of gifts. I think Kevin King was in pretty good position for his and reacted quite well, but the Darnell Savage one was just a complete overthrow by Daniel Jones. But 
as Trevor and I were watching the game, we're just, you know, there's so many instances where the announcers are referencing, oh, Packers were in soft zone again. And you can see the receivers just kind of picking apart that zone. We're always rushing four. And sometimes it seems like we'll send it out of a weird spot, that fourth rusher, and then drop someone back who normally doesn't. But I don't know. The Trevor talked a lot about adjustments and playing man coverage and not being afraid to send pressure and I didn't see that today, and especially a game against a rookie quarterback where you wanna you wanna pressure him into mistakes. Granted, he made enough of them just throwing the ball himself, <laughs> but I don't know. This defense, I think, has kind of lost its identity, and it didn't really reestablish it at all today. Um, I I would disagree with you. I think the defense has an identity, and that's it. They suck unless they can get turnovers, because. Early in this game, before the turnovers started happening for Daniel Jones, they they were moving the ball up and down the field on this um, on this defense. Saquon Barkley had a 4.4 yard average, and like I said in the preview pod, he had a two yard average going back the previous three games of his. Um, so he got loose a little bit today, and like I said, they were just moving the ball up and down the field, and they have not been good. Except situationally. They can make the big play. They can get the turnover. They can get the sack in certain situations. We didn't see a lot of that today. But we did see the turnovers, obviously. So that's that's one thing that really frustrated me, and that was one of my takeaway points is, you know, this defense is not – I thought we would have the capability of stopping teams occasionally, but it really seems like we can't stop a team unless we get a sack – and or an interception. So that's been really frustrating for me. One thing positively that I wanted to highlight right off the bat is Alan Lazard. This kid, three targets, He all three of them were catches, and none of them were short ones either. Um, he had a long of 43. He had a long touchdown. I believe it was about 35, 37 yards. Um, and... He was just really good. Three receptions, 103 yards in that touchdown that I talked about. He continues to be impressive. He is more of a downfield threat than MVS is at this point. He's got good route running abilities. He seems like he's always open. So at this point, it's got to be Devante number one, Alan Lazard number two, and then you rotate the rest of the guys um, between Jake Kumro, MVS, and Gmo. And I think... For me, right now, that's the order I would want. After Alan Lazard, I want Jake Kumro, MVS, then Gmo um, in terms of the wide receiver rotation because I feel much more confident with Gmo just not playing much. And I know I mentioned it. We have been mentioning it on this podcast for quite some time now, but I'm, I'm ready for the Alan Lazard takeover. I'll agree. And it's, it was awesome to see, especially early in the game. We scored those first two touchdowns in the first, and Rodgers was just airing the ball out. And Lazard was obviously benefiting from it the most. And then throughout the game, they just continued to run a lot of play action today. I mean, the first play of the game was a play action pass to Aaron Jones. And I was like, oh, yes, they obviously know they need to get him back in the game plan, um, which I guess didn't really happen a whole lot. When all said and done, but Lazard, yeah, he was impressive. Uh, and then you go to 
Devontae Adams, he had a good game, two touchdowns, drew a couple pass interference calls, which eh, I think one of them was legit, the other one I'm not too convinced on. But then he obviously scored on that free play, so I think that's the it's got to be one of the first free plays of the year, in all honesty, from what I can recall, where Aaron Rodgers is able to catch the defense with 12 men on the field. And, yeah, Rodgers just had a tremendous game. I mean, yardage-wise, sure, it doesn't look like it's too impressive ending at just 243 after everyone was uh, going over Ali. He only threw for 104 yards last week. But, I mean, Rodgers doesn't need to throw for 300, 400 yards every week for this team to win. And when he's effective and throwing four touchdowns, you're going to win some ball games, especially going back to that touchdown to Mercedes Lewis. I don't know how he got that ball out on that little bootleg and the defender was right in his face. Think back to the 4th and 10 play where LaFleur decided to go for it. Rodgers stuck in the pocket and hit Gmo for, I believe, his only catch of the game. So Rodgers was incredible today as well. And I'm going to agree with you on your wide receiver depth. And not just because I'm total Lazard. Uh, I don't want to say started the the bandwagon, but I was high on him in the preseason. So it was good to see him come out strong. <laughs> Yeah, I, w- I will give you credit, though. On this podcast, you were the leader of that bandwagon. Um, so I'm going to switch back over to the defense. I did want to highlight one thing that I thought continues to be a bright spot for this defense, and that's Darius Smith. Um, unfortunately, didn't get a sack today. He did have a tackle for a loss, uh, four total tackles for the day for him. But he was disruptive, and... I think the biggest reason why Daniel Jones didn't feel comfortable because Zadarius had five quarterback hits. This is according to ESPN's box score. Um, now this is right after the game. He might be credited for more or maybe they missed a couple. Um, but it just felt like he was constantly in the face of the quarterback yet again. And that just seems like something he continually does. The Packers only had seven all game, and like I said, Zadarius had five. The other two came from Kyler Fackrell. So a nice job um, from Zadarius, basically all game, and then Kyler Fackrell, when given the opportunity, did have some plays where he did affect the quarterback. So that was good. Um, And obviously the opportunistic pass defense with the interceptions, like Tyler said, two of them were – I just bad decision or bad throw or bad decision on Daniel Jones part. Kevin King did have good good coverage on his, but it was just a stupid decision to throw that football because he had his safety over the top. And as soon as as soon as the receiver stops, Kevin King isn't even looking at Daniel Jones and instantly breaks on it because he knows even if it's a double move, he yes, he would be burnt, but he knows there's a safety over the top to help him. So he breaks on that curl route and gets an easy interception. The one to Savage was just does a terrible, terrible throw and probably would have got them the first down on third and 15, third and 17, um, whatever it was on that play. So that was big. Um, obviously, the the one from Tremont Williams was a very good play by him um, and something – that I was I was very impressed with that play from Tremont Williams. I I again thought Danny Dimes should have had a better throw on it, but Tremont makes him pay. 
And that really ended the game. If it wasn't over already, that Tremont Williams interceptions definitely closed the game out and got the Packers the win. Um, Tyler, do you have any other talking points, whether it be offense or defensively? Yeah, I really like the running from Jamal Williams late in this game today. I mean, he was kind of that that bulldozer we're used to seeing, always picking up three or four yards when nothing's there, just lowering his head and going at guys. And as I was telling Trevor during the game, I'm like, that's the type of running back you want back there come December, late in the year, when it's cold out. Like, you do that throughout an entire game, and no one's no one's going to want to tackle that guy. Defenses are just going to shy away from him. On the other side, though, thinking to the split combination of Williams and Jones at running back, we were talking before the game, we're like, all right, we think Aaron Jones should be getting like 25 touches a game, thinking rushing and receiving attempts, and then Jamal Williams should be getting eh, maybe around 15 or so. Obviously, those numbers are, aren't going to be constant all the time, and percentages would be more ideal seeing as how you never know a time of possession is going to go. and I mean, the Giants had a nine-minute drive <laughs> this game. But the totals for today ended up being Aaron Jones with 15 touches, so that's rushing and receiving combined, and Jamal Williams 14. I mean, nobody really got anything going on the ground. Jamal Williams was maybe a little bit better towards the end of the game. And then receiving-wise, I mean, Aaron Jones had at least one easy drop, and then Nobody was really getting open. It seems like as the season's gone on that these receptions have been more kind of the checkdowns. I mean, you don't see Aaron Jones streaking down the middle of the field anymore on wheel routes like we did early in the year. So it's kind of like they're the safety valves, and as a result, you're sure you're getting some more receptions, but the yards aren't there, and it's just not very productive at all. Yeah, I I would agree with you. Um, It definitely... Like, if you look back at Aaron Jones' stat line here, rushing the ball, 11 carries, 18 yards. That's a pretty terrible 1.6-yard average. Jamal Williams, much better. Um, 10 carries, 41 yards, just over 4 yards a carry. And like Tyler said, a lot of that was late in the game, kind of icing the game. He was able to just run through players. And then receiving-wise for those two, I think – You'd like to see a little bit more, but like Tyler said, it seems like it's only checkdowns, and they do a good job typically with their checkdowns and getting some yards, but it just felt like it wasn't as clean as it needed to be. Like even I remember one screen specifically to Aaron Jones. They get the screen actually set up, I believe it was on a third and 13 in the second half, Um they get that screen set up and it looks good. And then all of a sudden they have blockers out in front and then they just don't block a guy, Uh, which I felt like there was at least one offensive lineman open to be able to block him. And they just couldn't get there for some reason or another. So I just think a little bit more consistency in terms of the execution on those plays, especially the ones that are designed for them, not necessarily the check down because the, because the check downs are going to be, what Jamal and Aaron can do in space, and it's going to be completely reliant on them. But when they're the read, I think we need to have a little bit more execution. Um, We did see Danny Vitale get a shot down the field, and he did have a step. Um, Unfortunately, we didn't get a reception out of him. But other than the main guys we mentioned, Alan Lazard, then Jamal, and Aaron, 
Outside of that, obviously, Devontae had a huge game. Well, a decent game for him by his standards. Six receptions, 64 yards, uh, and the two touchdowns, and really could have had a third if that if he didn't get held or pass interference on the one kind of down the middle of the field streaking from the slot. But I just – those four players I think played extremely well, and then Aaron was was good today as well. Um, 125 passer rating, you know, didn't get sacked at all, which is encouraging to see. Four touchdowns, seven-and-a-half yard average for him on 21 of 33. So a much better game, albeit against a much worse defense. But – it's encouraging to see them get kind of back on track. I I expected a little bit more, a little bit more of a blowout feel rather than just in the fourth quarter. But I do think overall it was a pretty well-played game. Not a lot of sloppiness and pre-snap penalties and stuff like that. So that is at least encouraging to see. Tyler, do you have anything else? Uh, not a whole lot. I mean, overall, when you look back when the playoffs are in, Went in full swing here, you'd be like, oh, Packers won 31-13. No one's going to remember that we didn't play as well as we wanted to or weren't executing at you know at our best. I mean, that's what you want to be doing in a few more weeks at the end of the season. You want to be playing your best football. So I think the Packers taking a little bit more time to figure it out. It's coming out of the bye isn't, isn't too big of a concern, mainly due to the schedule that we have. I mean, you have the Redskins next week, and you by no means have to be perfect to beat them so and um you just got to find a few things to clean up every week make them their focus points and then hopefully by the time playoffs come you're firing on all cylinders and uh keeping your guys healthy and looking to make a deep playoff run yeah I think you're right I think if you're looking at the schedule I think week 16 is the one that you got to be hitting your stride so that obviously is against the Vikings in Minnesota that's where you have to be kind of playing your best football from there on out because you win that game. Um, you're likely should win all of your other games. You're going to be favored in all your other games, so you need to be winning those. But if you win that Vikings game and win all the games you should, you're going to be 13-3, and three, likely with a first-round bye, likely at 13-3 and three with home field advantage throughout, even with the loss to the 49ers because they have – a horrible, horrible schedule coming up, and they did lose to the Ravens on a last-second field goal um, today. So, you know, it's it's looking good for the Packers. Like Tyler said, they just need to hit their stride at the right time. They're not doing it right now, even with a 31-13 victory. Um, like I said, just by 12-23, if they are playing their best football Starting then, from there on out, we will be in good shape because I don't think we've seen their best football yet. Um, so next week we do have another noon game against the Redskins. Then they have the Bears the following week, Vikings, and then end it at the Lions. So it should be a good wrap-up to the season. Hopefully they can figure out their flaws going into the postseason and, like I said, really hit their stride from there um, because if this team plays their best football from here on out, which, again, we haven't seen them play their best football, I don't think, at least what they're capable of, it'll be a fun ride and hopefully a deep playoff run yet again for the Green Bay Packers. 
But until next week when we are previewing that Redskins matchup, hopefully we'll have Scott back for that one. Um, And Thanksgiving's over, so hopefully we will not have to do a solo pod again, but we'll get all of our perspectives on that one and looking back at this one and what else they need to do down the stretch run of the season to be in the best shape possible for that postseason run. And we will preview that next one next week. It'll probably come out on Thursday like normal. Um, But until then, make sure you guys are checking out everyone, all of our other podcasts, our Brewers Trilogy podcast. We did have some news late last week from the Brewers. They made a trade. Um, So when you're hearing this, that reaction podcast to that trade will be coming out from the Brewers Trilogy podcast and the Bucks Trilogy podcast. Make sure you're checking that out because the Bucks are a really good basketball team right now. What is it, 11 in a row? They have won 11 in a row and really doesn't see seem like any signs of slowing down. So make sure you guys check that out. Until next week, go Pack Go. Ellen Lazard for president. <laughs> <laughs>